Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. Thank you, Almighty God. Move on you in our midst. Send forth your word and heal us spiritually and physically. We need the realm of your word, Almighty God. The word that set free. The word that strengthened. The word that changed. We, your children, stand before you, almighty God. Yearning and thirsting. After you. Our hope and our eyes are on you. And right now, we yield ourselves, Almighty God, to you. Speak unto our lives, Almighty God. You alone know what each one of us need personally, Almighty God. Because there's nothing that is hidden from your sight. The Bible said everything is laid bare before the eyes of whom, to whom we must give an account. You are that God, almighty God. So we give ourselves, we yield ourselves and surrender ourselves to you. Knowing that when you speak, almighty God, the storm calm itself. When you speak, Almighty God, the wave of the sea still. So we give ourselves to you. Come and have your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. A couple of weeks ago, Pastor Marion was preaching, and I was sitting there. There's one thing that she said that I don't know if it's just a flick of light, something just, it's like, you know, it's like a water that, you know, has been blocked 
And all of a sudden, you open it, and then the water just rush out. And I was sitting there, and I'm like, wow, God, thank you. And I will speak that to you. 40 days and 40 nights. Can you say that? 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> 40 days and 40 nights. Everybody looked perplexed at that big, big question in their mind. How does 40 days and 40 nights just cause so much in your mind? God knows. And while I was sitting there, I was taking note, not only from Pastor Marion, but the Holy Spirit was also dictated. And I know exactly what not only I need, but I'm like, man, that's exactly what God is speaking in this season of time that we are in. Now let me ask you a question. How desperate are you for a change? your lives. How many of you deep within yourself, you have that sense that you are made for something greater than where you are right now? But for years, it has been just a great desire with no fruition. How many of you right now feel like you have been in the wilderness for too long? How many of you, of us, right now, feel like we've been stuck at the same place for a long time and has been yearning for a breakthrough, which feels like will never happen? How many of us feel like you've been living a defeated life for many, for way too long? And it's just tired of it. How many of us feel like we've been caught in a cycle where you are now, you have been there before? How many of us desire more of God? How many of us is aware of something that God wants us to accomplish but have not been able to start? How many of us know that there's more than this? Just coming to church, go to work, eat, take care of children and spouse, and repeat the same thing the week after, over and over and over again. If any of this thing pertain to you, raise your hands. One thing that I want you to be aware of, whether you believe it or not, we are in a spiritual battle. We have an enemy that is prowling around, seeking whom he can steal the destiny from, seeking whom 
he can steal the joy from, the peace from, the blessing from. Seeking who he can kill, steal, and destroy. The Bible said in Ephesians 6, verse 12, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. We are not contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly or supernatural places. You know, we all need of 40 days and 40 nights in our lives with God. In Mark 9, 29, Jesus told his disciples, the reason they could not cast out dumb and deaf spirit was because this kind of demon can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. The places in our life where we at, just the measle prayer that you do on a daily basis, it's not enough. The little reading of the word that you do every day is not enough. We need more. You know, the Bible said that whatever was written in the past was written for what? Was written for us to learn from. Lady Mary, I mean, Lady Myra said the last time we were in um, the prayer, couple of days, I mean a couple of weeks. He said, whenever the word of God is released, it requires a response. You know the problem with us is that we got caught up in the religious culture. So therefore, we don't see a lot of change. Now, I'm not saying that we go after it, but it happens. After a while, we become religious without even realizing it. Let me ask you something. Let me ask us something. When we hear the word of God and something is releasing, turning to you, to me, what do I do with that? You want me to tell you what usually happened? We got excited here. We got very excited. How great. We can even go to the person and say, ah, that was a great. You were speaking to me. You inspired me. And we go. And after a month, we find ourselves in the same place. 
Ever ask ourselves why? See, when God releases his word, it requires a response. A lot of times, not a lot of times, we always respond to the word of God. Mindful of it or not mindful of it, we respond to it. Sometimes we're just not mindful of our response. We go home, we don't do anything about the word that was released for us. We just excited that we get a word that pertained to myself, that's so great, that hit me hard, but then we go home. What do you do with it? A lot of times we go home with that mindset that I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. But then we get home. After a while, even the very word that we receive is gone. Or we try to do it our own way. The word that we receive, we try to go with our own strength and then, you know, do something about it. But realize at the end of the day, you accomplish nothing. As Pastor Thomas said last week, it's business as usual. We go to work, eat, sleep. We might might add go to church and take care of families. But we become busy. We are busy doing things. And Satan loves that. He loves us just busy doing things. We might take some time to really pray to God and cry out to him when something is endangering that flow. The flow of eating, taking care of families, go to work. Sleep, something happened, we cry out to God. But that's where it stayed at. We all need to understand that the abundant life that God calls us to live have nothing to do with our pleasure. But God's divine design of you. God's divine purpose for you. We were created for a purpose. We are on earth for a purpose. And it's in living according to our design and purpose that we find true fulfillment and happiness. As I said earlier, listen, we are in need of a 40 days and 49s in our lives with the Lord. With every 40 days and every 49s, there's a major change. If you don't trust me, go in the Bible. Do you want a change in your life? Do you want a change in your situation? Do you want a change in your defeat to stand in victory? Take that 40 day journey with the Lord. The first mention of that 40 days and 49 
was in Genesis 6. Uh, I mean, Genesis chapter 7. The Bible tells us that after the fall of man, men have become so bad to the point that God said, man, I'm grieved I've created men. Because the very intent of men's heart is wickedness. They have become corrupted. Now, corruption is a state of moral contamination and spiritual decay expressed through disobedience toward God. Do we see that in our time? See, God said, I need to do something about it. And he tells Noah, you know what? I found you a man that is very righteous. Listen, I'm going to destroy the earth. I mean, I'm going to destroy all things. But Noah, I'm going to keep you safe. Not only you, your family. Now think about it. When you have a friend... Seriously, when you have a member of your family that have Christ, it's a good thing for you. Because the same blessing that upon you reach out to those people that don't even know God that in your family. Noah said, God said, Noah, tell to Noah, because you are righteous in my sight. I'm going to keep you. But I'm going to purify the earth. We all need a time of purification in our lives. That 40 days, the Lord tell me, was a time of purification. Because do you understand that the blessing that God intended to lay on top of Noah would not come, cannot happen because what's going to happen is that the place, the atmosphere, the sphere of influence is so corrupted that Noah is not able to enjoy all that God has in store for him. So God has to purify before he can get to that place where he releases blessing over Noah and his family. You know, you don't know how bad sin is until God opens your eyes to the very sin that you say, oh, this is a sin. It's bad. It's bad to lie. We say that it's lie is a sin. We say that, you know, I'm talking about somebody else behind their back is a sin. But honestly, it doesn't get into your mind where you understand sin is terrible before God. Whether small or big, what we call small sin or big, all sin are the same before God. And unless God, when God opens your eyes to see how bad sin is, it's the time you fall on your knees and say, please forgive me, God. I repent. I don't want to do this anymore. So that's why we need God. Even when you are dealing with your sin, when you say, God, 
I've seen in my life that I want to deal with. You need to go to God and say, help me to see with your eyes. So that I understand how you see sin and how bad sin is for me. And there's time that you don't even know how bad it is in your life. Until you spend that 49 days and 40 nights with God. And he revealed to you the things that need to change. We need a time of purification in order for God's divine blessing to be made manifest in our lives. Because, you know, our sins will close doors in our lives. Our sins will open doors for the enemy to harass, steal, kill, destroy. The Bible said, don't give him a foothold. Isaiah 59, 1-2 said, Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor is ear too dull to hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sin have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear you. Now, when we receive Christ, we know that Christ died for all our sin, past, present, and future. Is that right? But do you know that the grace of God is upon you because of Jesus Christ? And when you come before him, you stand before Christ because of Christ. Christ is your righteousness. You stand as righteous. But the problem is, is that sin still put a wall between you and God. When you live in sin, God is unable to do the things that he wants to do in your lives. I'm not saying that you are, at that moment, going to hell. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that sin has that effect that he calls you not to see, it calls you not, it calls you not to hear. That's what sin does to us. That when God speaks, you can't hear. When God moves, you can't see. And as I said before, sin gives legal right for the enemy to come in and harass. Not only you. You have a family? Well, I'll ask you, your wife, your, your, your children. He, he will harass your home. When you live in sin, that's what happens. See, it is important that we practice self-examination not self-justification sometimes we give ourselves reason why we do the things that we do why I'm rude why I'm not gentle why I'm not kind why I lie that's self-justification sins are sin before God Sin is sin, and sin has that effect of allowing the enemy to come and harass you. 
David said in Psalm 139. You know that scripture, that Psalm, right? Hear it all the time. David said, check me. Examine me. Search me. See where there's offensive ways in me. And lead me to way everlasting. So we need 40 days and 40 nights in our lives with the Lord. So he could take us in that time of purification. He can align you to your real self. That's what it is. Sanctification is an alignment to who you really are in God. You are a new creature, but a new creature with a sinful nature. A sinful nature, you have a, sinful, you have a, 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 a holy nature through God. But there's also the sinful nature. And God is in the business of aligning that sinful nature or aligning you to who you really are in him. That's why Paul said, you need to put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to the sinful nature. Put them to death so that more and more you can look like who you are in, in God. In 2 Corinthians 7, 14, the Bible said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, if they seek my face and turn, there's a turning. That's what you call repentance. Repentance is turn from to. If they seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. So if you're at that place where you feel like you've been living in defeat, you need to go to God. Spend that 40 day, 40 night with God and find out what's going on. Is it me or is it something you're teaching me? God is always teaching. Always. Now, when Noah was in the ark, do you think that Noah was just, you know, flowing around? I believe during that time, God was teaching him. What God was talking and speaking to him. Because there was not a lot of distraction <laughs> going on. Good time to talk, spend time with God. Second mention of 40 days and 40 nights. Is in Exodus 24, verse 15, that talks about how God called Moses to come to him in the mountain, Mount Sinai, right? Sinai? Mount Sinai. Do you know that God is always calling for us to come? God is always calling for us to come. But we are too busy to hear. Or we are too busy to respond to that. America is like, the system itself is, it's just as if it's created to distract you. You have to work hard so you can pay your bills. 
But there's also a lot of entertainment. So you have to go, I mean, you have to pay for those different entertainment. Not only that, you have, when you look at the TV, you watch TV online, oh my gosh, the ads, the, those things are there. It's just like you, you open your eyes and all you see, and before you know it, things that you don't even want, you want them. <laughs> you want to go buy them. Cheese. They know exactly how to get you to do things like, you know, you probably don't want to do. You have plenty of clothes, and before you know it, it's that one clothes, and before you know it, you don't have any clothes. But what about all those that you have already? You have plenty of shoes, but that one shoe, I want it. <laughs> you look fine. But before you know it, they're telling you that your face, if it doesn't look like that, you are ugly. <laughs> and before you know it, you start transforming your face, paying a lot of money to fix your eyebrows, to add more chicks, to make your lips look plumpy. Seriously. We get distracted while God is calling us. See, if you don't spend that time with God, you don't have the instruction on how to break free from your stronghold. You don't have direction on how your life needs to go. See, if you don't spend that time with God, you don't know how to fight right. If you don't spend that time with God, you stay stuck. In the place that you have been for many years. And you find out that instead of spending 40 days in the wilderness. You end up spending 40 years in the wilderness. See. Moses had to spend that time with God. That 40 days and 40 nights. Because he needed to know. How to lead the people. It's not. His way. It's not what he thinks is right. It's not what other people think is right. This is a, if Moses were listening to those people, oh my gosh, Moses and all those people would have been destroyed. That's it. But Moses understanding, understand, he understood that he needed to spend that time with God because direction. Guidance, wisdom came from God, and God had to lead him. The Bible said in Exodus 24, verse 15, when Moses went up on the mountain, the cloud covered it. 16, and the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai. For six days, the cloud covered the mountain, and on the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses, 
what we did the cloud. To the Israelites, the glory of the Lord looked like a consuming fire on top of the mountain. Then Moses entered the cloud as he went up the mountain, and he stayed on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. He was there. I'm going to rush through it. He was there learning, finding out what the will of God is for himself and for his people. He was there finding out what is the way that I need to go. Because God said, this is my way, walk on it. He was there trying to find what what, was asking God and learning from God what is his plan for, for his people and for himself. He needed to be there. Because if it wasn't for that, he would have been lost. Second time that we, the third time that we see the 40 days mentioned is um, in First Samuel chapter 17. You guys remember the story of Goliath and David? But do you remember how long that Goliath was messing up with the Israelites? How many days? How many days? Come on, you know it. 40 days and 40 evenings. He was there taunting them. But if you know the story of Israel at, the, at this time, you know um, Saul was the one that was residing, I was, that was um, leading those people. He was the king, the very first king of Israel. And Saul, if you know the story of Saul, Saul was a person that have low self-esteem. I don't know how you put it, but the first time that God called him, they, 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 they took him to meet with the people, and he hid. He went and hid, and they were looking for him everywhere. Finally, they find him stuck somewhere, hiding somewhere, under something. And not only that, because of how he was, he lived his life, he ran his life like that even as a king. To the point that when he won victory over, you know, he and his people, I mean, and the Israelite soldiers uh, overcome an enemy, he take all the glory for himself because he wanted, when people said, you talk about, oh, Paul did this, yeah, this is me. He needed that. Because he feels like without that, he's nothing. So therefore, at no, 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 there's no, no one time that Saul come and give God glory for what he has done through him. He always go according to what the people said because he was a people pleaser. Because of a lack of self-esteem. It was so bad to the point that, you know, uh, when, when, when the prophet came to Saul and tell Saul, you know what? You disobey God. Look at what you did. The first thing that he did, he said, the people told me to go and do that. The second thing he did that was so wrong, and I'm like, oh my gosh, he still don't get it. He's like, I mean, he's pulling the prophet, telling the prophet, I mean, won't you do that so that I can look good? That, that's me paraphrasing. 
Do this for me now so I can look good before the people. If you don't do that, I'm going to look bad. Nothing about, I'm sorry, God. I messed up. I was disobedient to you. No, he still wants to look good. It was never about God. And God said, you know what? Because of the way that he was leading, everybody becomes at that place where, you know what? They forgot who God was. And God needed them to have that 40 days and 40 nights. God could have taken care of Goliath. He could have sent Goliath the very first day. But God allowed 40 days, 40 nights. Goliath was taunting them. Before he, can, he said, okay, now that you understand that victory doesn't come from you. Now that you understand that the battle is won not because of your strength, not because of your experience, not because of your skills with the sword. But the battle is the Lord. Victory comes from the Lord. At that place where they were at, God needed to leave them there so that they can understand that, you know what? It wasn't you. It was me. The whole time, all those victories, all those battles that you have won, it was never you. Look at you right now. Hiding in your tent. That was Saul. While, while his soldiers went and shot, hey, in the midst of the battle, and run back. Saul was in his tent hiding. But God had to show them. So you understand he wasn't about David. He was about David and all of them, the Israelites. God wanted to show them that I don't need a whole army to defeat those people, to defeat that big giant. I just need that little man that's not even a soldier, that don't know how to hold a sword, nor a spear, that only have a little sling. With a sling, I can conquer. God is telling them, with that little sling, I can conquer a whole troop, a whole army. I don't know where you are in your life, and how many times you've been you know, standing in front of Goliath and shouting and run back. I don't know what challenge you are facing right now. But with God, you have everything that you need to conquer the giant. Trust me, he only takes that little sling for God to destroy the giant in your lives. What does that giant look like? Is it unforgiveness? Because of something that somebody has done to you in the past? What is that giant look at in your life? Is it your marriage? What is it? Can you think about it? What is it that prevents you from doing all and being all that God calls you to be for him? But God wants to tell you today, it's not your skills, not your strength, not your own experience, not the number of people that support you, not the size of your army, not the power of your weapon. 
He said in Zechariah 4, chapter 6, I mean, chapter 4, verse 6, then he told me, this is a message for the Lord to Zerubbabel. You will not succeed by your own strength or by your own power. The power will come from my spirit, says the Lord, of the heaven's army. Your power will come from, your victory will come from my spirit, says the Lord. When you understand that, you understand the need of that 40 days and 40 nights in the presence of God. When you understand that you don't know what to do in your own life without God, then you understand why you need the 40 days and 40 nights in your life. Now, do you know the story of... Um, There's many references of 40 days and 40 nights. If you go in the Bible, you'll find many. But I, I keep some. I'm just talking about some. I don't want to go through all of them. There's one of them, actually, that where God tells his people that I'm going to take you to the promised land. And I believe that's in number chapter 14. Numbers, the book of Numbers, Numbers, you'll find that story where God, um, where um, the people now got before close to the promised land, Kenya. And what happened is that from each tribe, God sent one people, I mean not God, Moses picked one people to go spy the land of Kenya. Twelve people, one out of the 12, 12, 12 tribes. And when they came back, after 40 days, they came back. Again, mentioning of 40. After 40 days, they came back. And what happened? Ten out of the 12 said, well, the land has everything that God said. Milk and honey. Look at that grape. It's bigger than my head. <laughs> no. <laughs> the grape, you know, I mean, they, 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 they bring a cluster of grape that was so huge, it takes two people to carry it. But you know what they said? After that, they said, but did you see the size of those Kenyan they were huge. They were like, they said they were like Goliath. They were tall. They were giants. That's what they said. They were giants. There's no way we can defeat them. But two out of the 12 said, that place is great and we can take it. Yeah. Two of them said, that place is great, but we can take it. Because why? Because the mind they set their mind, they set their eyes on God who tell them that I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give the land to you. And they tell them that we can take that. And because the people listen to the ten instead of the few, what happened? Discouragement. On they become discouraged. Not only become discouraged, but 
you know, their faith in God they, they, was not there at all. They start complaining. Sometimes that's what discouragement do to you. It causes you to complain. They start complaining, and they wanted to kill Moses and Joshua. Or there you tell us that God is going to take us there. Did you, did you hear about the, how big those men, those people are? How are we going to do that? Did God bring us here to die? Let's go back. Let's go back to the place where we were. A lot of time, that's where we at. We forgot what God has done for us. We forgot where God has taken us from. We forgot how many victories we had because of God. We forgot the miracle God has done in our lives. And we said, let's go back to where we were before. Moses pleaded to God, said, God, don't, don't destroy them. Because at that time, God was ready. <laughs> and you know what he said to them? He said, okay, I will forgive them. But let me tell you one thing. None of them that I've taken from Egypt to here will make it to Canaan. They will all die in the desert. Listen, for each day that they were in the land spying, which was 40 days, each day will be a year that you're going to spend in the wilderness. So that journey that's supposed to be 40 days become what? 40 years. Is that where you are? Because of a lack of trust. Because of a lack of faith. So you know the importance of spending that 40 days and 40 nights with the Lord. See, we, unless you have your eyes on the Lord, you will lose sight of who you are in God. Everything, every situation, every little problem is going to become so big that you will walk in defeat. That's why the Bible says, set your eyes on Jesus Christ. Not on earthly things. Set your eyes on Jesus, the maker and perfecter of your faith. Set your eyes on Jesus. Because when you have eyes on he who created the whole earth and everything that's in it, the whole universe, the heavens and the earth and everything, when you have your eyes on God, who's all-powerful, almighty, the God that can do immeasurably more than we can ever begin to imagine, think. When your eyes are set on that God, everything else seems to be little tiny midget, little ants before you. To have godly perspective, your eyes need to be, you have, perspection has to do with position, perspection. That's what I think. 
if, according to the pos- where you, you are positioned, you will see things. For example, somebody that's way up on top of a building. Let's talk about a skyscraper, for example. That person all the way up, okay? Standing there looking down. It's not going to see or have the same view as the person that's all the way on the first floor. I don't know if you ever stand on something that's so high. When you look at, what, when you look at everything down there, what do they look like? <laughs> Little ants that are going around. See, David, while everybody was looking from down there, while the army, um, Saul was looking down there, looking down there at Goliath, David was sitting on the shoulder of God, looking down at Goliath. What he see was a low end. While everybody else was seeing a giant, David was seeing a net. A net that is being ruled. <laughs> That's how he sees it. He's like, this ant man, who did he take? His, how could he talk like that about my God? Does he know who God is? He's like, listen, all y'all. <laughs> listen, all y'all. I'm going to take care of him. You don't have to worry. I'm going to take care of him. Um, Saul said, how could you? You can't. Look at you. You just, you know nothing. I'm, okay. When David said, I'm going to go anyway, he said, well, take my weapon. Because that's what he relied on. Saul relied on his weapon. And he said, take my, you know, my, 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 my armor and everything. And David took the, those things don't work for me. They're too heavy. I can't move with them. Listen, just, just sit down, relax, enjoy your coffee. While you're sitting there in your tent, enjoy your food. I'm going to go. And David left. And that's the type of strength and courage that God wants us to have. I want to I wanna finish there. I'm going to finish there. I just got to tell you that when you look at the 40 days and 40 nights, I always believe that God could have done Everything the first day, but he chose not. Because God is not looking at changing your situation. He's not looking at changing your problems. But he's looking at changing you from within. He's looking at changing your character. So that you can change your situation. Because he has already given you the power that you need to do that. But he realized that, you know, the problem is not that you don't have the power. is that there's things that need to change in you so that you can know how to do that. That you can understand who you are in him. See, our circumstances, our addiction, God can change them in a blink of an eye. But he allows the 40 days of our lives so that he can change us. He can cause change to happen within us. He can take the Nazareth, as Lady Marian said. 
He can take the Nazareth out of us so that we don't go back. God desire for us to seek after him. Not because he's like, okay, seek after me. That's not the, it's not so much of you seeking after him because he wants you to seek after him because he knows, he understands that without him, you cannot make it. Without him, you cannot even live the life that he called you to live as a Christian. He saved you, but you need him to even live the life. The Bible, Paul said, as you have received Christ, continue to live in it. We receive Christ by faith, and by faith we have to understand the need of God, that what he said, that's what we need to do. We need him to be able to be what he calls us to be. But we have gotten in a place where we become comfortable to just be nothing. We become comfortable to just be little, we can... Christian walking around, knowing all the Bible, all the word, being able to, we become professional scripture um, quarter. <laughs> I don't know if there's any word like that, but we become professional in that. But yet, our life doesn't show it, the power of it. The Bible said in First Timothy, it said, watch your life and your doctrine closely. There's so many ways they explain the scripture. But for me, I see it as your life needs to align with the word. By doing this, you will save yourself and save those people around you. If your life is matching the word, then the change will be seen in you. Then you will walk in victory. And the people around you will see and glorify God. They'll be drawn to the life of victory that you are living. Listen. I say all this because there was something that I was instructed while I was sitting there listening to Lady Marion. And I'm going to call you forth on that because it's for all of us. Now, for those of us who are serious about a change in our life, there's a call for 40 days walking, seeing God's face, seeking God's face. Now, I'm not instructing you to fast for food. There are people that have attempted that and that have died. That's not what I'm saying. While I was sitting there, I was instructed that we need to go on 40 days walk. Seeking God's face. What does that mean? I was instructed. It wasn't a fasting for food. But from anything that I've become um, a hindrance of you spending time with God. And I'm talking about TV. I'm talking about social media. And I'm talking about all the things that, you know, you do for your own pleasure, you know. Um, whatever, God, you know exactly what it is. But God is calling you to devote 40 days to seek his face. During that 40 days, 
you need to stay away from. If TV is the problem, if TV take a lot of your times, stay away from the TV. If social media, um, whatever it is, Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and all those things, you need to stay away from them for 40 days to seek his face. Now understand that, although you're going to continue to do all your regular things, you're going to go to work, you're going to continue to do that. You're going to go, you're going to, um, you have things that you need to do. And sometimes you're not, you need to use the internet, you know. If internet, you're spending a lot of time in the internet, let it go. But sometimes you might need to spend to do, look for something on the internet or something. It's okay to do that, you know. You look for it. Whatever you need, you look for it. But that's it. It's not sitting there scrolling, you know. I'm looking and reading this and reading that and looking at this. and this. No, that's not what he's saying. I mean, that's that. you can't do that. But he's telling you that you need to spend 40 days. Take 40 days and 49 completely devoted to God. Devote that time. Have it behind your mind that the 40 days, this 40 days is for the Lord. So what it means? That you need to be mindful that those days are devoted to God. Increase and deliberately spend time in prayer and in of the reading of the word. And one of the books, the book that I was, I was um, instructed, I felt I was instructed, was came in my mind while I was singing there. I don't know why. It's a book of Nehemiah. Okay? Book of Nehemiah. It was a book that I felt in my spirit that sometimes it to be devoted. I mean, we need to spend time while we're doing that 40 days, um, 40 nights devoted to God. Now, you can say, well, God didn't tell me. I mean, those people, you, they, they, God tell them to come and spend that 40 days. You know what? Back then, Jesus didn't come. And they needed God to call them to come and spend that time. But Jesus came and made the way free to us to come to God. And it's funny, that's the time that we don't come and spend all that time with God because we are too busy. But God is calling us, spend that time. You want to see breakthrough? You want to see change? Seek God's face. Now, I know that's not the only time that we need to spend with God, but it's okay. Whatever instruction that you need for the future after that, God will reveal. But right now, that's what I was instructed. 